Hello, everyone. This is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Faithful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes in I believe that God's gladly lived a packet until all around the world it's been circulated. Greetings, brothers and sisters. Welcome to another episode of the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Today, we have a special guest from Deutschland, Germany, our brother Andreas Ringen. Brother Tim Dodd. Thank you, Brother Jean. And uh, this is a podcast that has been a long time in the works. Uh, I've been in contact with Brother Andreas as he has traveled to different parts of the world this year, 2023, even though this podcast you're listening to is in 2024. But it's kind of a recap and Brother Andreas is close to us, and we appreciate his ministry, his church, his life, and uh, we thought it would be a real blessing for you, the listener, to hear directly from him from about some areas of the world that he has been in in 2023. So welcome, Brother Andreas, to the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be a part of. Thank you, Brother Andreas. You've been busy this year. I see a list of countries in front of me that you have traveled to, and uh, you've been in more countries than I have, uh, and and you're a pastor as well. So uh, you've been extremely busy. I know you've been helping in different areas. One of the most recent, let's start at the most recent uh, trip. The most recent trip uh, was from Uganda, wasn't it? Yes, the last uh, trip I came back from, uh, from was from Uganda, right? And you, how many meetings did you have in Uganda? Oh, I think I had about uh, six meetings I had in Uganda in, uh, in about four days. <laughs> now, I, I know you've been to Uganda many times. You've been with Brother Fred Chienji, who's a friend of the podcast, Brother Stephen Abali also. Yes. And uh, these brothers are being very much used of God in the awakening that's happening in the country of Uganda and amazingly still going strong. That's the amazing part. Still, the fires are rekindling, and just when I think it's going to die out, it's, it seems to the flames burst forth again in different areas. So what was your experience like this year or this recent trip to Uganda? Yeah, it was exactly like that uh, since I've been in Uganda now for for many years and uh, and also in this uh, what uh, yeah is being called uh, like an awakening it is uh, it is uh, not not going down actually it looks like it's really uh, even sometimes firing up uh, as I've been there uh, just 2 weeks ago with Brother Fred and then with uh, different other brothers, also Brother uh, Stephen. We just uh, started actually with Brother Fred. We only had, I had only one day time to be with him, but mm. uh, there was uh, there was a meeting and uh, it was about, I think, three pastors coming from, uh, from yeah, from, I think, Pentecost background, and uh, and uh, those three pastors in those uh, services actually immediately got uh, got convinced. And one was very critic. One minister was very critic in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But after the service, he said he has never heard things like this in his life before. And considering that, he immediately got baptized and uh, asking now for the brothers to come over 
to bring those things to his church. And there was two other pastors just in that one meeting was about, uh, I don't know how many baptisms they had finally, but uh, the, it, it seems that uh, it, it's still going on and it's not not uh, not going down. And also in the other churches with Brother Stephen, finally, uh, we had on Sunday, we had two services with Brother Stephen. And mm -hmm. also there was um, people from uh, from outside there, and uh, and it's amazing how the desire of of uh, the word is very 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 still very high, and just the 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 zeal even of getting the message further now and to other places. It's uh, it's uh, incredible. Actually, it's very incredible. Yes, I agree a hundred percent. It is very incredible, and. Uh... You know, I was given a report to the church, and I asked Brother Fred and Brother Stephen for some numbers of baptisms that they know about. There's obviously a lot of baptisms that take place when they go home to their—the pastors go to, like you say, the one that just got baptized. Now he'll go home and introduce correct water baptism right. in his own church, and yes. there's no way of knowing how many of those people get baptized. But Brother Stephen and Brother Fred sent me numbers just in 2023 of over 5,600 baptisms that they are personally involved with. And so uh, that's incredible. Yes, I, underst I understood from Brother Fred also. They made the calculations, actually, uh, Brother Fred only, and they was about more than 5,000 people on his side. Yeah. And Brother Stephen even said to me they had about more than two and a half thousand on, on that side. Mm -hmm. So it was it was quite uh, quite a big, big number, uh, you know, and, and, and in 2023, that's really, and still going on. It's still going on. So it was not the end of it. So no, it's, it's amazing. Uh, it's, it's, still, it's still very, very, very amazing. Yeah, still so, very amazing. So you just had one service with Brother Fred. I, I tease his family, his boys, whom I'm, who I'm close to, and I say, you know, Brother Fred doesn't like a service unless it's a long journey and a big crowd. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it it was like that due to weather conditions. We they had to change the the place. I forgot the name of the places, so they had to change the place. So from one day to the other, they changed the meeting place, and mm. yet they had to open up the church. And it was I don't know how many hundred people was there. So it was just amazing, and and it was uh, it was yeah. It's like with Brother Fred; he is he is the right kind of man in that area for that, because he has really the zeal and the heart, and also the the yeah he, the the quality of doing the things, and uh, so he can really reach the people. And it seems really that people there, even from the Pentecostal background, they really appreciate him very very high, you know, and also that he is really coming down to them. So uh, so it's it's it was really amazing to see that. But we only had, like I said, one meeting on his side. It was just right. one day we had with him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He no, he is the right personality that God has prepared for this season to reach into yes. uh, the ranks of, especially in his case, the Pentecostals, although there has been uh, others such as uh, Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterians, uh, Seventh-day Adventist churches that have also welcomed the message in Uganda in the last few years. So, well, that's wonderful. And, you know, the experience of having God turn a pastor's heart in the service, I had a similar experience on my last mm. trip there the month before. And and so we, it's just amazing the power of this message that has been loosed at this particular time in that yes. country. 
We've always yes. believed the message is powerful, but it is amazing what is going on. Yeah, it's absolutely. It was like, like especially with that, uh, that pastor was very, very, very critic. He introduced himself in the beginning, like they always have introducing other ministers. And he used the time of being very critical. So mm. he was, he was not open in the sense at all. And, uh, but he was very critical and he felt that people wanted to, you know, wanted to confuse or misled him and, and so after uh, while the service was going on, he, he he even went outside of the building, sitting outside, shaking his head and telling the people, I have never heard words like this. That's incredible. Hmm. And then it didn't took a long time after that, that maybe one or two hours later, he just decided to get baptized in the in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, he was really asking for for the brothers now to come over to help him in his church. Amen. So and that's that's uh, that, yeah, still still very amazing. Yeah, still well, very amazing. What can we say about glory to God? It's a wonderful thing yeah, that exactly, God is doing. Exactly, exactly. God is doing wonderful things there. And glad that the Lord used you there, Brother Andreas. And I'm sure with all of the meetings, you are a great encouragement to them with your ministry. Um, now, this on this trip, were you in Tanzania on this trip? No, uh, actually, I came uh, this trip. Actually, I went to Uganda before Uganda. I came from South Africa. Actually, right. I, I went. Uh, I, I was a week in South Africa, and then went to Uganda, uh, and then from Uganda, actually, I went home back. Yes, right. that was no, not, not Tanzania this time. Tanzania, I've been in in summer. I've been in Tanzania. Right. Yeah. And and how is the work going there? Are you just involved with a particular church there? Uh, what are you doing? Yeah, in there's actually in Tanzania developed. We had a brother in our church for several years studying, and to him the connection came. Mm-hmm. It is in the Mwanza area uh, in Tanzania, which where there's several churches, and also looks like now. Uh, as speaking to them, uh, we had a combined meeting this year with Brother Stephen together in summer, where we could gather actually all the churches of the Mwanza area, or nearly all, gather them together in one place. And there also, there uh, people start really going into um, Pentecostal churches, and there even was some results of people uh, becoming being also very open to the message. So mm-hmm. even on that side. And it looks, uh, I think it's it's very, very uh, unique also to see that as the churches are working together um, in that behalf, it seems that makes it much more easy for the things to spread even into denominations. So uh, that's actually what what could be seen in Tanzania, in that Mwanza area, very, very, very nicely. Amen. You know, it seems like, and we're seeing it in many countries of the world, that especially the Pentecostals, because they are the most recent move of God before the message, that the people are realizing as time has gone on from the changed from the man anointing to the eagle anointing. So we're talking 1963 here. You know, as time has gone on, some of the old Pentecostal believers have died off who had the Holy Ghost under the man anointing. But now as they have died off, the people in the churches are realizing we don't have anything. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like they're looking for something. And, and it's like a new opportunity for God to reach into these areas and meet with these people. Yes. Yes, special, especially I think those, uh, as you said, the, the Pentecostal move, actually, that was, that was the latest 
they also have seen now uh, what they've been told of for many years, like call, could call it the prosperity gospel, you know, that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if, if you put much in, you get much out. Um, this actually didn't work so right. that people really see uh, it, it is quite empty. And so that makes the hunger quite big for reality. Yeah. And so it's it's uh, I think that makes them also very open to uh, to receive a new light because they see what they've seen and was promised before didn't work out. Amen. So that's what I can hear in many talks to people that come. I, I spoke to a, a it was a bishop also not on this trip, but on a trip before I spoke of a to a bishop that was the head of 80 churches. I think about he had 80 churches under him, and he asked me, he said, my, what what you have, uh, what you have really as what you call the message, this is what we need, this is what we also want. So it began, it seems that they were quite, quite a little tired on things that was promised to them that never happened. Yeah. So, and that, I feel, makes it a little bit easier now even to get the message to them. Yeah. I agree. And I think it goes right back to the very simple saying, and you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. And yes, absolutely. It's still real today as it ever was. It is. It is. Yes. Amen. Well, uh, staying in Africa, you, you were in Zimbabwe this year. Yes, it was actually on my my. Uh, it was some beginning of December. I had a short uh, stay in from uh, South Africa. Also, I, I quickly okay. moved to uh, Zimbabwe, and I was with a brother there, with brother uh, Amos. I just spent a weekend with him mm -hmm. in 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 Harare in the church, and uh, yeah, and just shared with them a little bit of what the Lord is doing. Amen. Yeah. Nothing to report from Zimbabwe. I know there's many, many believers in the country has been well evangelized in Zimbabwe. Yes, 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 yes. And and nice. And it was very, very good. It was a different kind of, uh, I think, different than it's maybe Uganda. It's, it's, it is more actually focused on the churches itself, you right. know. And so it was with Brother with brother Amos. It was very well. But there were so many churches around also in Harare. And there's so many believers there. And I think on that end, it's a little different than in, in uh, the work is a little different than in Uganda. Sure. Yeah. And I, I hear you keep mentioning South Africa. And, and uh, I know you're there helping the church, uh, formerly of Brother Gideon Ratif who passed away last year and uh and it's no doubt a great burden there and you are uh close to them so you're ministering for them and helping them and by the way I envy you being able to travel to Africa without changing your time zone that is a very great thing <laughs> I wish I yes. could do that and uh yes but that, that makes it for sure very, very, uh, very easy in the sense to travel, especially South Africa and also the other African countries where it's maybe maximum one hour. So it's very, very easy from this side yeah, sure, to travel. Yes, sure. that's very good for you. And uh, yes. but so you've been involved in the church with uh, brother uh, uh, in uh, now. What is the town they are located in? It is in. In the, it's not in Johannesburg. It's outside of Johannesburg. What town? You mean are, Brother Retief? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's actually we call it Johannesburg. Oh, okay, actually. yeah, okay. It's Johannesburg. Yeah, it's Johannesburg. Yes. Now I know that they lost their pastor, and and you've been helping them in and make a transition in their church. Now, I'm, without going into the details of their specific church, of course, there, you know, that is uh, 
more concerning to them. But I think it brings up a great uh, thought or a great uh, need because we, you know, we never really expected the message to last this long. We never expected mm. to still be here in 2024. Here we are now, Gus, rolling into 2024. And uh, it brings up a good question of the need of ministry to develop the ministers that are under them. I see this all many places of the world and because the first generation of ministers, we all felt they're going to lead us into the rapture. You know, they're, they're at the front of the line and they're leading the column of believers and we're going over into the, into eternity and and we're all going together but now we begin to see ministers begin to pass on and some unexpectedly like brother Gideon uh but some not so unexpectedly like elder ministers like brother Biscoll or or brother Gideon's father brother Willie Retief and you know different ones um what's your thoughts on the development of younger ministers yeah i think it's uh, it shows it shows, I think, clear uh, that uh, that the need is uh, is great because, uh, as we all know, the time is far spent, and we all expect the the change of the bodies, uh, yeah, as uh, yeah, quick as possible. Amen. But uh, as as you said, now since the prophet has left the scene, there's there's so many years, sixty years. Uh, I think uh, in past, so there's a lot of development taking place, and it uh, you know it can it, it's it's not sure that it will not take still a while, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so I think even now, the, surely every church I think it's it's individual or also sovereign in that sense. And the church in South Africa, Brother Gideon, it was quite surprising, uh, sure. you know, because he was he was not of uh, that age. He was uh, just past sixty, and he was uh, he was very very in a healthy condition. So uh, it was quite surprising. Yet it made it also there very clear that uh, the need is is great to have other ministers coming, uh, you know, following or, or being ready to step into. And uh, and yet the situation in every church is unique, you sure. know. And uh, but I think also what I can see is generally around the world, if it is in uh, in Africa or even in Europe here, uh, people get more sensible to that subject because they see actually uh, that uh, that's the situation. So and I think people are more aware of that uh, because they see even those. Uh, those things happen that uh, they must maybe be put more focus also or also allow more uh, that ministers would rise up under under also established ministers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's the need. It's, it's uh, pretty clear, I guess. Yet the church there in Johannesburg, I think, again, like I said, it was Brother Willie Retief, which was one of the pioneers of the message he was uh, really, especially when it comes to Africa, I think there was, he did such an a, immense work there in starting um, and and so, and uh, I think then it's automatically, it's a little bit harder to, uh, to, uh, to, you know, somebody to step up to that because of the great, great impact that that minister had on the whole continent, actually, of Africa. Mm-hmm. So, and mm-hmm. I think, 
that maybe with the next generation is not so much anymore. So it might be coming more easy automatically to, to have more ministers coming up. Yet we can see, especially the old, uh, the first generation ministers, I think there was, there, there remained quite a big challenge of that. Yes. Amen. Yeah. And I think you would encourage the mentoring of young ministers and, and, uh, the, you know, whatever can be done to develop the gifts in the body. I think we've come, you know, we're getting into doctrinal more than missionary areas, but, you know, I think just all over the world, the, it, it is a body ministry and, and it behooves us to develop the gifts that are in the body. Yes, exactly. Like also in Africa, we can see even we can see even there in Uganda, mm-hmm. even Brother Fred. When I, I, you know, yourself, Brother Fred, it's it's uh, his health condition is sometimes very very um, fragile, and also Brother Stephen has. Uh, I mean, they're also human beings only. So even there, see, and they know it themselves uh, that other ministers really rise up and uh, are um, really brought up in with into the work. So that if they really also would maybe um, still maybe pass on, that the work can really continue. And and really, it's a it's a great need also, especially in the area of Brother Fred. Mm-hmm. I can see really a great great need of. Uh, uh, as Jesus would actually uh, would say, uh, ask the Lord to send more laborers uh, right. because the harvest is truly ripe. Amen. I can see, especially on that side, it's very, very, very obvious that this is the need there. Yes. Amen. Now, leaving Africa, let's go to uh, Southeast Asia and Australia. You you've been in the country of Fiji regularly. And I think even last time we had you on the podcast, we we spoke about Fiji. But uh, tell us on your latest trip, I think in our personal discussions, we've talked about how God is moving in Fiji. Why don't you just share with the people what's happening in Fiji? Yes, uh, Fiji Island, it's an island in the uh, islands. There's a lot of islands. Uh, it's a set of islands in the Pacific. And it's also uh, just a little background. It started actually with uh, people in Germany, fr- uh, Fiji people in Germany coming to our church. That's mm. the way it started, actually. Uh, and so from that, we get contact. That was maybe 15 years ago. And uh, and so the, the slowly it developed a little uh, exchange and I, I start traveling there. And the Lord really is, uh, um, um, it's it's actually in, uh, in islands where uh, not so many people live. I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly the exact number, how many in those islands, uh, on those islands are gender population. Mm. But churches, I there is uh, in on the on the main island. There is, uh, uh, I would say, I call it the main church, which is uh, a pastor's brother Zechariah there, and he has really done a lot of lot of work, and they are doing a lot of work with the message on the other islands. And so I think last time when we were together, they organized an, a meeting. Uh, we had a meeting on one of the smaller islands and they could gather about four or 500 people on a mm-hmm. small island together. And if they are all together on the main island, which they once in a while they can do, so they can come up to 800, 1,000 people, uh, message believers, and really uh, wonderful people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they believe the message of the hour, and they are so happy, and they are very, very zealous also to go to the other islands, people going by, uh, by uh, yeah, what can you say, by a horse, 
mm-hmm. um, by uh, walking, just walking into the interior, bringing the message there in book form, mainly in book form, mm-hmm. which is which is also there very necessary. Then sometimes they just use uh, MP3 players, which is on Solar uh, techniques that they can listen. So mm-hmm. it's uh, there. You have some very very zealous people there that really are trying to spread the message to each and every to to every place that is there. Amen. And it's it's really a wonderful work that is also going on there. Amen. That's tremendous. I the, I see that the population is about a million, uh, in, mm. as recently as 2021, just over 900,000. So uh, to have that many believers is a tremendous work the brothers have done over there in spreading the message of the hour. Amen. Yes. You were in Australia with, uh, were you in just some of the churches there? Yeah, no, this time because of uh, lack, I just only went on my way back from Fiji. Um, I just stopped shortly in Australia. There's a brother, I think, you know, then Brother Gary Walker, I think he has been in Cloverdale also. Uh, Brother Gary Walker. uh, So I visited him. We have a little and uh, a little, uh, we had a little meeting together. And then shortly there was in, uh, in, but I had no time really to go go further in Australia. But okay. it, it's mainly brother brother Gary actually. I have contact there. Yes, and he's doing also a lot of trying also in Australia. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, he's trying to really to do what he can do also to reach uh, the the last ones there with the message of the hour, which we understand it's not so easy as it is maybe on the African on the Afri- African continent. You know, sure, but. Uh, sure. Yeah, the work is going on there also. Australia is a lot like Canada in many ways, mm. and uh, that's unfortunate because mm. Canada is a hardened place and very difficult. Mm. And I imagine it yes. is in Germany too, very difficult to reach people with the gospel. But you've yeah, been in- it's in Germany. It's like, like in Europe generally. I think it's also it it became it became quite hard. Yes, it became but, quite hard. Yeah. Amen. You know it's. Brother Branham calls it America's burnt over is what he refers to America. And, and we feel the same in Canada. And I'm sure you do there in Europe, but you still travel around Europe. You were in Romania, Poland, uh, but particularly uh, you were in Ukraine again this year. Uh, yes. How are the saints doing in Ukraine? Yes, actually in Ukraine, actually I've, uh, there's a group and I might go there in a couple of days from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a group there in, uh, in the close to the Slovakian border. So that means they are not so much, um, directly involved into the, into the, in the war. And uh, I've been with them now also for, for several years and the, the, the church and the believers are in that church particular, they are most of them stayed in the church mm-hmm. and also in Ukraine, uh, which in other parts of Ukraine, um, many people has, has has left the country, right. uh, you know, prior to all the problems that is there. So that means also that there is now the believers that is left. Um, uh, many of them are without a church. Sure. So, uh, so um, there's only a few ministers, I would say, stayed. Uh, and so that makes the situation for the believers also in the country not not very easy. Mm-hmm. And but that church particular that I have contact with in in uh, in the, I think it is in the close to the Slovakian border, okay. they're doing fine. Okay. They are just surely they are 
a little bit threatened because of, uh, you know, you never know if they are not involved into the war because also the Ukrainian people, uh, the government, they need uh, people for the for the fight because they lose people. So that is actually the th most threat that they have in the war that they might be pulled into the war. Sure. But when it comes to the normal life, they cope up with it and they are quite happy. They are, have their church services. So they are really they are doing quite well on that side. Is are there is Brother Vladimir still in the Donetsk area? Last I heard, he was still there. Have you been in touch with him? Uh, no, with him personally, not. I just heard of him. I just because you know in Germany we there's in in, in Brother Rodowat's place they have uh, there's a lot of Ukrainian believers. Okay. Uh, I I don't know exactly number thirty to forty uh, Ukrainian believers are there, mm. and they Brother Vladimir I think visits them once in a while because I think some people from his area also um, are there. And so, but he is there still, he's still, mm -hmm. he's going back and he's st still staying in that area. And I think he's just trying to keep up as much as possible. And he's really living in the in the, in the difficult area sure. where you know, the war is really focused. But he's he's staying really quite faithful to the to the challenge. Yeah. Amen. This brother we brother, we yeah. remember him all the time. God bless him abundantly. Yes. And, and be with all of those believers that are still in the country of Ukraine. These are unimaginable things for North American people. You know, Germany and Europe has more of a history of warfare on their soil. Uh, North America does not. And I don't think people really understand the difficulties that go along with that and the challenges and the trials. So they're still in our prayers. And just a reminder to everybody to still remember them in prayer. Yes. Amen. That's well, what we do. Yeah. Amen. And we exactly. remember you in prayer, Brother Andreas. We appreciate Thank you know, you. all that you're doing. I know you're not just a traveler. You're a great supporter of missions, and your church is a great supporter of missions. And God bless them all abundantly for everybody's part that they play in the mission field. Anything that you'd like to add to the podcast? Ah uh, no, I think uh, that's even. Uh, I think I said much more than I actually <laughs> intended. That's very fine. No, I I really think for especially for Uganda, I really feel also to if people hear that really that uh, the people really continue to pray for the situation, especially for the brothers. That is, I, I had a very, very heavy heart when I came back, especially for Brother Fred, mm -hmm. seeing his health condition and. Uh, and so that people uh, really support him, especially in, in with prayer, that the Lord may strengthen him. Because if he is, if he is really, um, uh, we had after our services was in the evening. After our service, um, Brother Fred had to go to the hospital, and he was for one week out of order because of uh, situations. Right. So I would really, uh, I would really um, also, if people really hear that, that they should really pray for him and for the situation there, that God might give, really give him strength to continue that work. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Andreas. And uh, you've mentioned your Lord willing going to Ukraine in the near future. Any other travel plans for 2024 yet? Oh yeah, yes, yes. The year is already uh, nearly full. So uh, now I go to Ukraine. Ukraine now in January, the Lord's willing. Then February I go to uh, South Africa again to uh, just uh, um, to be just try to uh, be a blessing over there. 
and then uh, yeah, it, it waits. Tanzania waits uh, for a, for a bigger convention, and also I know Uganda. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's we, we will see how the Lord leads. It looks like uh, May or June that in Uganda might be some uh, more of bigger meetings also coming. So yeah, yeah, it's quite quite already. It looks like the year will be even more busy than 2023. <laughs> well, that's wonderful, brother Andreas. The Lord bless you and give you strength as you travel you. and labor. It's not glamorous, I know. It's a labor, and uh, may the Lord just give you abundant mercies as you are on the mission field. Thank you so much for joining us today. We so appreciate you spending the time. To I know it's now ten minutes before midnight your time. And thank yeah, you that's for fine. this. That's fine. We could separate that. God bless you, Brother Tim. God bless thank you, you very much. Andreas. And greetings also to the team, to the rest of the team. Amen. Okay. Thank you. God bless. Thank you, Brother Andreas. God bless you. And thank you to our listeners for joining in once more today. We appreciate men of God like Brother Andreas, who not only are involved in missions, but have a heart for it and a burden for it. Until next time, shalom. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, The bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This was another episode of the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to hear more about what the Lord is doing around the world, please go to www.bibleway.org. That's www.bibleway.org and subscribe to the newsletter to receive updates about what the Lord is doing. Additionally, if you desire to contact us, please email us at info at bible-believers.org. Once more, that's info at bible-believers.org. Or you can also write to us and our mailing address is Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. Until next time, shalom.